The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100x. That's right. Turn five and 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, sports betting research platform for player props, parlays, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the NBA is back, and so is the NBA Gambling Podcast. And to celebrate, we're giving away NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog for all the details. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No, me, no voice, no guys. Me, really, real villain, real Terrell from Virginia here at your service. And yeah, RIP. Well, first, RIP to the first version of this episode we did because we weren't recording. And so we had to redo this intro all over again. (laughs) Second of all, RIP to the villain intro drop because moving forward, because of some copyright issues, the drop has to be canceled. However, Scott Studio Rochelle, people. Scott, what's going on? Cancel this. Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Yeah, doing pretty well. Apologies that I I guess I forgot to hit the live button. I don't think I've ever done that in like three years, but I accidentally forgot to hit the live button. But either way, nice to be back. Looking forward to going through the 11 games, I believe, on the card. A couple of competitive games yesterday. I can't really say if the last game was good between the Suns and the Lakers, but it came down to the wire, so there was that. But yeah, should be fun. Looking forward to these 11 games. I also want to give a quick shout-out to Star Trek for not copywriting any of my intro, so at least I still have an intro an intro beat there, but I'm sure we'll find you something new. Yeah, I have some ideas already. I have some ideas, so we're going to you know tap back into that. But Kelly Oubre owns the Bucks. <laughs> Kelly Oubre owns the Bucks. Like that 27? was yes, yes. I it, it it was so bad that it was at a point where I was upset that I wasn't still sweating a Kelly Oubre point slider. Like I was like, yeah. oh man, he got the twenty five. Dang, what would that have paid out? I wish I, think I was just happy on he didn't get the thirty. Thirty, you would have been devastated if you could have gotten. Oh that man, line. so there, right. so we were having some real conversations. I think at some point in the third quarter with some buddies of mine, where we were like, man. Kelly Oubre top point score is really in play here. <laughs> like, and then Dame came out of nowhere with, you know, another 17. I personally like Maxi top score, but Dame once again kind of took over there. Maxi with 31. Shout out to him. He had a good game. Oubre was close, man. Oubre was yep. close. Holy crap. Huh. Gotta remember that. Kelly Oubre versus the Bucks gonna be taking that every single time. All right. Let's go ahead and get into the slate here. We have another really large slate for us today here. 7 p.m. on the East Coast. Kicking things off here with, when I decide which one we're going first, the Detroit Pistons traveling to Charlotte, North Carolina, to play Charlotte Hornets. Pistons open up as a plus three and a half road dog in this one. Charlotte catching three and a half at home. What? 227 is the total. That's actually come up half a point from 226 and a half. I think you Injured. mean laying three and a half at home. You yeah, said catching. I, I think you mean laying. Oh, did I say say catching? Oh, my fault. Yeah, laying. Laying three and a half at home is Charlotte in this game. Oh, uh, there we go. I don't know why that didn't refresh. I was trying to get that to refresh. All right, for the injury report for this one. Uh, you know, Bojan, Monty Morris, Isaiah Livers, all on IR. For the Hornets, yeah, Bryce McGowan's is questionable. Mikael Bridges is suspended. And that's all that really matters. And LaMelo Ball is playing. Uh, playing I, I don't know why he's on a minutes limit, but he's playing on a minutes limit. So he played 31 minutes, which is about four minutes down from where he was at last year. Don't expect him probably to hang around that. I don't even think that's really a minutes limit, but hey, uh, somebody asked, when am I gonna? When am I ever gonna give Jamal Murray his flowers? Did I talk shit about Jamal Murray last episode? Have I talked shit about Jamal Murray this year? I don't remember you giving Jamal Murray. I don't think any- I, I don't think I talk shit about him this year. I mean, I, I definitely talked last year. Last yeah. year, maybe, but he won the title. I don't think that even. 
We're not even talking about Jamal Murray right now. That's next game. I'm not. I'm not. We'll talk about. We'll bring that back up next game. I don't think I said anything bad about him this year yet. Yet. All right. We got the same birthday. I can't say too much bad about him. All right. Back to that's this a fun game, piece though. of trivia. I didn't know about. Yeah. So me, Jamal Murray, D'Lo, and Andrew Wiggins all had the same birthday. Cool. Didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. February twenty third. It's it's gonna be a wait to oh the birthday games are gonna go crazy. They didn't do anything last year, but this year they got us. That well next year they got us. All right, as I'm saying, I mean everybody's taking the Pistons, and I get it. What if Charlotte isn't as bad as we say? I watched a lot of that game against the Hawks because I got an extreme bad beat with Trey Young over nine and a half assists, which was absolute garbage that I lost that. I lost it on a stat correction. But I watched a lot of the game. Nobody could shoot that entire game from three. It was just a disgusting display of shooting. Now, I from what I saw in the game, we know the Hornets in years past have actually been okay when Gordon Hayward's healthy. The problem yeah. is he's never healthy, but they're actually yeah. decent whenever he's on the floor. And Gordon Hayward looked pretty good in the opener. Now, Lamelo was terrible. Uh, couldn't hit a shot, but Trey Young was worse. I think Trey went like three for 19. It was disgusting. But Lamelo made some shots at the end. Rozier, I thought, looked fine. I really like Mark Williams. I think he's a good yeah. center. I, I I think he's a solid player. And I'm I know that it's annoying because I I root for North Carolina. So it says a lot that I'm actually giving praise to a Duke guy. But Mark Williams, I think, is a solid player. And I believe the Hornets' win percentage when he's a starter is over 500. They've just been a better team with him as a starter. So Detroit had a weird game because they were getting buried by Miami by about 19. And they came back and they almost won the game. They lost by one, I believe. I guess my question for you is, were you more impressed by the Pistons or by the Hornets in game one? Because I feel like the Heat not covering was kind of... What? It's it's so easy. I'm uh, it's definitely the Hornets. Way I was gonna say the Pistons the cover against the Heat getting it's, nine. It was is, it was not expected. their fault. Like it's really not yeah. the Pistons' fault that they covered. It was really more of the Heat and the fact that the Heat just don't cover as a, like I can't the the Hornets very well won that game like straight up. The Pistons and they were had down that double digits too. Home. They were getting smacked in the first half and then they came back against the Hawks. Now the Hawks did not play a good game. I'm gonna link to Charlotte here. Three and a half might seem steep, but I was actually kind of surprised by how well the team looked in spurts. They're still a bad team, but Mm -hmm. Gordon Hayward being healthy does kind of uh, stabilize everything. I'm going to go with the Hornets here. I think losing Bogdanovich is a big deal. I'll go with the Hornets minus three and a half. Yeah, I'm really kicking myself about that Hawks Hawks play. I mean, we took the Hawks on the road. So, yeah, and it's it's the it's the Hornets flow chart, man. Yeah. Are the is Gordon Hayward playing? Yes. All right, they're probably in the game. Mm-hmm. Like they're probably in the game. He looked good from what I saw in that game. He looked good. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's take Charlotte. Charlotte minus three and a half at home. Wow, laying three and a half with Charlotte's kind of crazy. That's it's kind of this. I know. Uh, that's kind of crazy, but it's a lot of people on Detroit today. But that's kind of crazy. Are you going back to Kate assist? Yeah, I am. Definitely. It's only up to six and a half at plus money this time. <laughs> like they didn't, they really didn't move it that much. Hundred percent going back to Kate assist at six and a half. I'm taking Gordon Hayward assist at, I believe it was at four and a half when I looked at it earlier. That sounds about right. I'm actually kind of regretting uh, taking Charlotte minus three and a half. I like that nugget that it. for the people that are not on YouTube, uh, YouTube.com/slash NBA Gambling Podcast, eleven a.m. Monday through Friday. Make sure you rock with us. But Aaron dropped a nugget in the chat. Charlotte is seventeen and three straight up in his last twenty games when playing Detroit. It's pretty crazy because there's a lot of bad Charlotte teams in those last. Say, games. Just very random. Yeah, yeah, that's a really, really dominant stat there. So I like that. Yeah, we can, I can back Charlotte. We'll I'll see what happens. We'll remember it for future reference, Charlotte. Oh, yeah. If they don't cover points. this laying three and a half, yeah. I'm never taking them laying points again. That's yeah. before. Like, yeah, no. So, I'm also Hayward, throw yeah, four and a half. Yeah. Four and a half assists at plus 110. That's what I was trying to pull up. Four and a half assists at plus 110 for Gordon Hayward. Absolutely. Yes. I With LaMelo in, you know, quote unquote minutes restriction or whatever. Yeah, I will take that. I'm also going to throw out Asar Thompson uh, over for rebounds. He was cruising to potentially 10 rebounds, and they just benched him in the fourth quarter because I guess he's on a minutes count or whatever. His rebounds yeah. are at five and a half. He's actually a very good rebounder for a small forward, and he's starting because Boyan's injured. So I like Thompson as well over five and a half rebounds. 
Yeah, it's a lot of props that I kind of like in this game. I did mention Mark Williams' double-double. He has a double-double in his one full game versus Detroit. Mm. Uh, Terry Rozier, last six games versus the Pistons. 25, 33, 25, 23, 22, 21. Believe I'll Rozier's just take the threes for him. Because he's not going to get 20, he's not gonna get 25 without the threes. I'll just take the threes. Mm, I didn't look at the threes numbers. but uh, Jalen Duran. Three games, 19, 13, and 9. His rebounds prop is at 10 and a half today. And Isaiah Stewart, this is the one that I think I'm on. Isaiah Stewart, last four games versus Detroit, 12 rebounds, 11 rebounds, 11 rebounds, 16 rebounds. Man, his rebounds prop is at seven and a half. Seven and a half. I mean, Duran can get in foul trouble, get out the game. Now he's the lead center. I, I, there's so many different ways and possibilities that I can see Isaiah Stewart getting double-digit rebounds today. Uh, yeah, give me that. Isaiah Stewart, over seven and a half rebounds. All right. Let's see here. Uh, total, uh, I don't know. I, I, have, I, I have nothing for the total. There's not, yeah, enough, there's not enough sample size for me to actually give you an educated guess on the total. All the right. Hornets Hawks game died. I mean, that game wasn't close, but neither team could shoot from the outside the entire game. So I can't tell if that was a fluke or if that's the norm. Let's see. Before we get to the next game of slate, got to talk to you about DraftKings because DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a chance to bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. It's an unbeatable offer for new customers. Make sure you take advantage. Use that code SGP to get down on DraftKings. I've been I've been heavy in the DraftKings Sportsbook recently and taking some of their money too. I mean, DraftKings you were you knew not to give me 20 plus on Kelly Oubre last night. You knew. I'm still I'm still rock with you, but you knew not to give me 20 plus on Kelly Oubre last night. It's fine. I got it from I still got the bet in and we cashed all the way up to 18 on DraftKings. Make sure you get that DraftKings Sportsbook use code SGP. Get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny six four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 and up, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy, the place where you can go and get Pick'em Scorchers 5 for 5. Gets you a 100x playout. 5 for 5 for 100x payout, 5 to 500, 10 to 1,000, all of that. Limited time only extending the, the first deposit bonus up to $500. So make sure you do that for the short time it is left. And 100K Sundays in NFL, make sure you tap in with Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy will double your first deposit up to $500 with code SGPN. Make sure you use that code SGPN for Underdog Fantasy. And when you use that code SGPN for Underdog Fantasy and you make an NBA underdog contest then guess what you can take a screenshot of that head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash nba dog and enter it for a chance to win an nba gambling podcast hoodie just go to nba gambling podcast i'm sorry go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash nba dog for a chance to win that hoodie all right keep going with the slate here here we go now we can go back to the jamal murray guy because the denver nuggets on the road Going to play the Memphis Grizzlies. Nuggets are laying six. 220 is the total here. Injury report for this game. And we have uh, Ken Carr injured for the Nuggets. And we have Santi Aldama out for the Grizzlies. You have John Morant out with the suspension. Luke Kennard is out with the concussion. Still missing Brandon Clark. And we know no Steven Adams this year. Yeah, I haven't said anything bad about Jamal Murray this year, but I definitely did say bad stuff about him in the playoffs. Bubble Murray I think it's safe to say that he earned everybody's 
respect that. Yeah, that finals. Yeah, that finals run was crazy. I mean, I still hit the under in the in the finals, not the finals run. The Western Conference finals run was crazy. The finals run, I still hit the under on his price prop, so I wasn't wrong. Wasn't wrong. However, that was my largest bet of that playoffs. By the way, it made up for the Miami losing. Just throwing it out there, little you know, late last second. I mean, Memphis is a home dog here, but it's it's the Nuggets and. Memphis, it's not the same. You have no jaw. You have no tie. It's really no. It's not even jaw. It's no Stephen Adams, man. Stephen Adams is so big. I was was getting to that. Like, it's it's rough. And New Orleans went in there. They won comfortably in the opener. I don't. Look, if you can't stop Zion and Valanciunas, what the hell are you supposed to do with Jokic? Yeah, man. I really don't know. You got nothing to do with Jokic. I got to go Denver here. Memphis, the more that I thought about Memphis's team with jaw being suspended and all the injuries, this current form, if this was their roster for the entire season, I'm not sure they'd make the playoffs. Like I, I don't I don't think this current roster with all the injuries they have is a guaranteed playoff team. Oh no. They will be no. when Ja comes back. Ja. Yeah, they need Ja. But as of right now, no. Like Memphis, I get the home court is great when you know you're on, but this team's not on. And you're looking at the backcourt of Smart and Bain. They actually played fine. Jaron Jackson's going to be in foul trouble as well. He had five fouls immediately. He barely, I think he scored single digits in the first game. I'm on Denver. Denver's the best team in the league. The offense is great, and Jokic is going to do whatever the hell he wants with uh, Jaron Jackson or Tillman on him. I got to fade Memphis. This team, a lot of people who look at the home numbers from the past couple of years have to remember they had a great point guard in place, a top five point guard in the league, a top five backup point guard in the league, Steven Adams is a very good defensive center and rebounder. Their identity yeah. is just shot at this point. Yeah. Like I, I got to go with Denver. This Denver team is really, really good. Yeah, I don't know who this Memphis team is right now. We can't take them. Can I play they the They don't drop? know who they are at this point. They just got Marcus Martin to figure it out. Like they, That's going to take a while. I'm going to play the drop. Who's got the chop? Yeah, I like how the it, show is so outdated that there's no way anybody copyrights that because they don't even know what the hell it is. Nope, no way. No, they can't they can't? If they do, that's I'm sick. All right, yeah, this is so that yeah, that was easy. Uh, let's see here. You know, guys, I'm really not even dabbling in the totals like until maybe not even next week, the week after probably. There might I'm be really one not or two totals I'm maybe tempted by, but nah. I can't I can't get a there's feel. Not enough yeah, because this Memphis team could actually be really, really bad defensively. Yeah, I don't think they are a good defensive team. I think Marcus Smart, I've said it before, I think he's one of the most overrated players in the league. At this point in his career, he's just not the same defender he used to be. And if you're going to treat him with a certain amount of respect, then Jaron's in foul trouble. I just, once again, I don't think this is a good defensive team by makeup, at least compared to previous years. All right, I do have some some nuggets, though. MPJ, I'm going to read off his rebounds versus Memphis. Nine, seven, seven, eight, eleven, three, eight. You had a double double in the first game against the Lakers. Somebody on this show called it. I believe it was you, I think. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. That was ten to one for ten rebounds for MPJ. Ten to one. Yeah, man. We gotta go. Yeah, I'm rolling with it. I mean, how do we not take rebounds again? I'm taking Jokic rebounds, of course. But like I gotta sprinkle on MPJ. I was thinking Aaron Gordon, but MPJ numbers just stood out more, so I'm gonna just roll with MPJ. But like you're going up against Tillman, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr., who's probably working hard on defensive end, so he's not even looking for the rebound most times. Like, yeah, man. I I'm rolling with MPJ rebounds there. KCP. This might be this might be just the team he owns. KCB has been in had 10 plus points in 17 of 24 career games against the Grizzlies. Okay. Think of all the teams KCP has been on. Nothing has changed. He's consistently gotten the double figures against this Grizzlies team. His points prop is at nine and a half today. Yeah. We got to. We got to. I like 17, Jackson 24. for points. You're going with okay. Cole Pope over. I'll give out an under. I think Jaron Jackson's point total is too high at 18 and a half. One, I mentioned foul trouble. 
I think that it's going to be a problem uh, if Yoke if you because I don't think you can put Tillman on him. You might end up trying to help out with Jaron on the on the weak side, but like I don't know how that's going to work against Jokic because he's just going to find Aaron Gordon for a free dunk below the lane. That's why he can't guard Jokic because his vision is just incredible. But you're looking at Jaron Jackson. He's gone under this number in each of his last six games. He had eight points in the opener, and Denver defensively, I'm not saying they're a good team. They might be okay. But I just think that Jaron, if he's going to be in foul trouble and if there's going to be a problem with regard to spacing for this Memphis team early on, because I'm not even sure what they're trying to do offensively, I'll go with the under 18 and a half. I just think he's going to have some problems. Oh, I think Denver is way better defensively this year. And that yeah, first game, they too. look like, the, it, and it's because they have all those no names on the bench, and all those guys do is play defense. Yeah, <laughs> like, you just start rotating those guys into the starting lineup and you're playing defense. Like, yeah. A hundred percent. Shout out to all the no names on their bench. <laughs> all right. Before we get to the next game of slate, got to talk to you about Hall of Fame bets because Hall of Fame bets is the sports betting analytics platform, player props, parlays, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. I use it all the time. I'm using them today. I used them yesterday, and I've been on a little bit, a little bit of a heater helping me out. They gave me some good nuggets. So use that revolutionary parlay optimizer. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit HOIbets.com. Use code SGPN and get 50% off your first month that starts researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, let's see here. What do we have next on the slate? We've got OKC on the road. I, I'm just kicking myself. I really am kicking myself. But OKC is on the road. Going to play the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland opened up as a minus five favorite. They are now down to minus four. 227 and a half is the total injury report here for these two teams. And we have uh, Karen Williams out still. Jalen Williams, the big, is out. We have Darius Garland, questionable with the hamstring. Jared Allen still out. Dean Wade, questionable. Ricky Rubio, not with the team. Really kicking myself for not taking... OKC is a road dog. Well, we, we agreed really, really with a lot of the a, sketchy lines in the opener that yeah, we were going to just back the it. lines and see what happened. It should have worked with the Nets, to be fair. We should have split that, but the Nets choked yeah. away that game. But, yeah, I mean, we'll save the Chicago stuff for later because they play, and that's just a whole separate story in itself, which is pretty funny. But, yeah, Thunder are really, really good. I'm not I'm not fating them as a road dog again. Like, I, that's what I get. It's what I get, and it's exactly what I need to get back on them because Shea is a dog. Shea is a dog, and now they have a whole bunch of baby dogs on this team that could potentially become big dogs. They're not there yet. Shea is a big dog already, but they could potentially become big dogs. And I really wasn't impressed by Cleveland in that. They they let the Nets hang around too much. Should have lost. They didn't let yeah, the Nets it, hang around. Really sh- the Nets should have won the game. They blew a double-digit yeah. lead in the first half. Yeah. Cam yeah. Thomas, leading all NBA scores. Had 36 really? points in 25 minutes in the first game of the season. 36 points off the bench. And Cam Thomas is just somebody that just – I wish he would play defense. He is a uh, bucket. Certified bucket. Yeah, I mean – Cleveland's at home, though. They've been very good at home in the past couple of years. That is, but, that is concerning. But Aaron just dropped a good nugget in the chat talking about – OKC is 5-1 and one ATS in last six games when playing on the road in Cleveland. Now, I, that's also, actually... I also don't know how many points they've been getting in those spots, though. Like, I feel like Cleveland would, would have been laying like eight or I don't know. Cleveland's been, I don't know. Cleveland's been pretty bad like for a while. So is OKC, to be fair. I mean, they were actively tanking. So it wouldn't be that much. It wouldn't be that big of a deal. I don't think okay. it's that big of a deal. I'm saying this is probably yeah. one of the shorter spreads that Cleveland's had at home against this team. Let's see. I probably can uh, look at... Let's see here. The last – I got two home games here. Cleveland won – well, they yeah, they won and covered last time out as a four-and-a-half-point home favorite, 110-102. And then the time before that, they were a 12-point favorite, and they did not cover, but they won the game 94-87. So those are so the last I, two games I have right here in front of me. My main takeaway well, from games. two games, small sample size, is the under – yeah, from those two games. I mean, two twenty-eight is massive. It is, but I don't really know who these teams are this year. I'm not going to do it. But 
I'm just going to trust OKC, man. <laughs> I mean, this OKC team has been, they, they've been our gals. They're, they continue to continue to continue to cover spreads. Like it, when you always count them out, they cover a spread. And this is probably a pretty tough spot. Cleveland probably didn't like how they played in that first game. I'm going to just roll with SGA and say SGA has a game. And they, they keep this one close. Even if Cleveland wins, this is a one possession game. I'm going with OKC plus four. I think I'm actually going to take a stand on the total here. I'm going to go with the under in this one. I think 228 is too high. Uh, OKC defensively looked good against Chicago. Gave up 104. Chicago also basically quit on the game halfway through, so it's a little bit misleading. But Cleveland defensively was not particularly good for a decent portion of that game, but they settled down in the fourth, and they really kind of took over crunch time. I do think Cleveland's defense is worse without Jared Allen in the lineup, obviously. But I still have faith in Mobley. I still have faith in the guys to actually look a bit sharper defensively. I'm going to lean to the under in this game. I love the Thunder as a team. I think that they're going to be really good this year. Playing in Cleveland's not easy. I think I'll lean to Cleveland, but I'll lean to the under. I really really think 228 is an overreaction to the first game. I'll go with the under. All right. Let's see here. What nuggets do I have in this one? Evan Mobley. By the way, I heard Garland is questionable, so he might not play in this game. Yes, he is. So, got to mention that, too. Evan Mobley has scored 20, 15, 21, and 23 points versus OKC. Okay. No, no Chet. I don't know if Chet actually does anything for that, though. But I can at least say that there's not a seven-footer in the lane. But 15 and a half for Evan Mobley today. I like it. And I think this is a nice little bounce back spot because I think Mobley's going to be a lot better this year. So I think he he starts to get into that scoring mode, and this could be a pretty good spot for him. So why not? Let's take a shot in the dark and never Mobley there. All right. Let's see. What did Max Strews props jump to after his first game? Oh, yeah, he did have like 20. I'm really glad to see you. Uh, Cleveland hitting threes. Boy, there are a lot of shots up for grabs. What? <laughs> Let's see. I don't see. I don't see Max Struess up here. I knew that was something. I didn't. I didn't see him when I was looking at. He was great earlier. in that game. Yeah. What do you have? Like twenty-seven and twelve. He was fantastic in that game. Yeah, he was good. All if right. Garland's out though. I will take some type of Mitchell assist prop because Rubio's okay. also injured. They don't mm-hmm. have enough point guards, so Mitchell's just going to have the ball in his hands the entire game. That's if Garland doesn't play though. I'll take the Mitchell assist. All right. Let's see. Here we have the Miami Heat traveling to Boston. Play the Boston Celtics. Celtics open up as four and a half point favorites. They are up to eight and a half. 217 is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Celtics, nothing. Clean injury report there. And not for the Miami Heat because Josh Richardson is out. Duncan Robinson's probable. Caleb Martin is probable. Hammy Hopkins Jr. is probable. It's a better heat injury report than we're going to get about two months from now. So we'll just take it. Yeah, pretty much. Probably the healthiest they'll be all season. Oh, man. I mean, one, a terrible flop call on Jalen Brunson where the reps came back out and admitted that it was not flopping. Oh, you and mean it the should have been a foul. Swing? The four-point yes. swing in so, a four-point final. So the Jalen Brunson got called for a flop and got a technical foul when he should have. He actually really did get fouled, and then he shooting got a three, three. By the way, throws. he got fouled shooting a three. Yes, and so he would have got three free throws. So it was a four-point swing, and they lost by four, and the Celtics still only pushed the line. If you got four and a half, you lost. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if you I got four and a half, we did the show, we did three and a half. But yes, if you had four yeah. and a half, you lost. If you and I, I saw it move up to four. If, yeah, if you got four and a half, you lost for sure. Then you're you're pissed with this Celtics team because no way they should have let the Heat in that game. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, man. I get what everybody's saying. Revenge game for Boston. Yada yada yada. I'm I'm taking the points. Like what? You take the heat as a road dog. Like what? It's it's a, it's a general rule. Like we're gonna back Miami as a dog because they're zombies, but we're gonna fade them when they're laying points because every game they play is close. But Boston, truth is, even with the new roster and Porzingis going crazy, there were so many inklings of that Boston team from the from last year that mm-hmm. was on the verge of complete collapse 
the offense looked really rough for a bunch of stretches in the second half. They let other teams come back from being down double digits. It's a work in progress, and Porzingis kind of bailed their ass out with that three-pointer at the end. But the Mm -hmm. Celtics were once again on the verge of blowing another double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. There's just too much with this team. Jalen Brown looked completely disinterested and a bit shell-shocked in that Knicks game. He still can't really dribble with his left hand. I know that Tatum was great. Porzingis was great. Holiday really didn't do much offensively. I'll take the Jalen Brown turnovers. That's a prop bet. I can't go against that. You know Miami's going to force him left and pretty much just hound him every time he has the ball. But I'm going to take the heat. I think the Celtics win the game. He actually game. didn't have a turnover in that first game, which is funny. I looked that at it, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, he's due. Five. Yeah, he's com- he's so due for a turnover. <laughs> I'm taking the heat on principle. The Celtics, once again, they won the game. Was I impressed? Not really. Like, they should have won that game by double digits, and they let the they let the Knicks come back. The Celtics are still just bad at offense late in games. They're just bad at it. So I'm going to go with the heat because I think that they find a way to keep it close. Miami Heat in the past – since 2021 season, yeah, so it's that the past two seasons. 33-23 ATS on the road as a dog. 58.9%. Let's just call it 59. 59%. Yeah, come on, guys. I'm not even thinking about this. I see the Celtics up here a few times with a uh, couple of dubs looking here at the list. What is that? 3-1, and 3-2. and two. Uh, four and three. Yeah, four and three. Oh, wait, there's a lot more. Oh, wait, that's seven and four. Seven and four, it looks like. I didn't really look too hard, but that looks like it's seven and four. Close All right. Yeah. I mean, I, it, I didn't really care. It could have been Owen anything. I'm still going to take a look. <laughs> like, come on. But yeah, no, it's so easy. We're taking the heat here. All right. Uh, I mean,. For player process, I feel like this could go like a million different ways. I don't really know. Are we just backing Butler to have a, a sick game against Boston because he always does? Yeah, pretty much. Let's just fade Kyle Lowry. Oh my God, he sucks. Kyle Lowry. Sucks. I, I still can't believe Lowry burned me that often in the NBA Finals because I was calling him wash the entire playoffs, faded him in the first play in game against the Hawks. He dropped 30 on my ass. And then I faded him against the Nuggets, and he just kept hitting every three. But, yeah, Lowry had zero points. He attempted one shot in, like, 27 or whatever minutes. He's cooked. I mean, it is what it is. So I I agree with you on Lowry, but he's killed me when I faded him in the past year. So we'll see what happens. (sighs) I'm surprised he didn't rant about Bam, who just did not rebound at all in that Pistons game, and Butler had to get, like, What do I – I mean, what do I got to rant about? I didn't – Just to remind people. Just to remind people about Bam not rebounding basketball. Oh, well, yeah, I guess. It is so funny because Bam's unders are not available. (laughs) His under on points is not available. But, like, it's probably – I mean, he just – yeah. It's Bam is Bam. Like, whenever you Mm -hmm. think Bam has a good matchup, he folds. I'm just – it's whatever. Uh – yeah, I really don't have much else for this game. I just back Jimmy. I'll just back Jimmy, and Jimmy carries them to a either win or close loss. But mm, I'm no looking one... at Jalen Brown turnovers. That's going to be my main angle there. All right. I'm assuming it's a two and a half. I can. Oh, I thought I was going to be able to tell you. Where are the turnover props? Uh, uh, I have a database up. I can pull it up. Yeah, uh, Jalen Brown's a two and a half minus one twenty. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. He's so due. He had no turnovers that first game. That's not happening again. Well, according to ZSA, he had two in the fourth quarter. So he actually had two. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so I must. it must have been before I checked. All right. We have the New York Knicks going to play the Atlanta Hawks. Hawks open up as a two-point favorite, down one and a half. 229 and a half is the total injury report here. And we have for the Hawks, Wesley Matthews. I didn't even know he was on that team. Did I? Did I know that? I might have been. That next to his dad once in an NBA game. Oh, really? Pure coincidence. Got a seat, and it was when he was with Portland. And it was against the Knicks, actually. But, yeah, I sat next to his dad for a game. Oh, that's cool. And for the Knicks, you have nothing on the injury report. So, these two teams, rather healthy. I mean, it's the Knicks in the regular season versus the Hawks. I'm happy you brought that up because I actually have the numbers in front of me here. Uh, they the lost Knicks, three of the last five, though. 
Yeah, uh, that is that is true. Uh, but to go through the last couple of years, ever since the Knicks lost the playoff series to the Hawks, they've dominated the actual regular season meeting. So the Knicks are nine and three in the last twelve <laughs> regular season meetings. Are you telling me the three is the games I'm looking at right here? Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, they're nine and three. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Also, I mean, I was going to take the Knicks, actually. I was going to take the Knicks anyway. I watched the Hawks play, and Trey was really bad in that first game. He's not going to be that bad again. I think he, I really think he was like two or three for 19. He can't shoot from the outside. It's the same story as last year. So I still don't trust him and DeJounte together. I don't think that partnership works. We're going to see what happens. But with losing John Collins and changing the rotations around, it's going to be a work in progress for me. I give the Knicks credit. Like, uh-huh. they could have folded against the Celtics early on. They yeah, that's back. what I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. That is, the, that is the one good thing I'll say about the Knicks, is that they did not fold and just let the Celtics come in there and walk all over them. It looked like they were going and, to when Porzingis drops 15 in the first quarter. You think, all right, that's that's curtains. But no, they hung in there. And we don't have to worry about any legacy game, any Madison Square Garden legacy game here for any no-name Hawk player. Yeah. let's let's. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I can go Knicks plus one half here. Uh, I mean Julius Randle. He's a he's good. a regular. He was good uh, with the rebounds in the first game. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he does good rebounding against this Hawks team too. I have to I'm go pretty sure he numbers. does. Too. I didn't get to this one. I didn't get to, it, but I feel like I remember that. But I can get behind Julius Randle props today. A rebound prop, maybe a points prop. Quickly was really good that first game too. I wonder if he keeps going or if that's like his. Dr. Jekyll missed a high game where he sh- mm. doesn't show up anymore. Uh, yeah, I still need some more data on this next team before I start backing too many player props. But uh, I- I'll go with regular season Julius Randle. Regular season Julius Randle is an all-star. It's just when playoffs when he starts sucking. Maybe a play on Okongwu rebounds as well. Maybe. Don't really have much for that one. Just I'm, I'm thinking if I should consider taking an under on Mitchell Robinson points. He's gone under this number in uh, five of his last six. He had two points in the opener. We know he can't shoot free throws at all. Shout out to him for practicing threes during the offseason when you can't even hit a free throw. Uh, but against oh, the Hawks, he's, <laughs> he's been kind of hovering around like eight or so. But I got to give out one center to uh, take a low point prop under. So all of you can back the over because I just jinx every center who has a low point total to go over. My pick for tonight's Mitchell Robinson. So all right. Ladder, appreciate you for taking the L. You can. Yeah, appreciate you taking the L for everybody. Yeah, no problem. That's that's a real that's a real a real creator right there. Real Capella on Robinson's that. usually a pretty competitive matchup in the low block, so I don't see Mitchell get it. I don't see Robinson getting many opportunities. But then I'm probably wrong. So if you want to take the over, enjoy. Chicago Bulls are welcoming the Toronto Raptors into Chicago for the DeMar DeRozan revenge game for the one millionth time. We're going to talk about it every single time, too. Minus three was the open. It's down to minus two and a half. Two sixteen and a half is the total injury report. I don't actually think there was an injury report for these two. The entire Bulls team has hurt pride. Yeah, pretty much. That's uh, basically it. Lonzo out for the season. That's pretty much it on both sides. Anything that actually matters. Uh, and we have a birthday day. One, Lonzo Ball. <laughs> that's, that, that's a shame. I was going to guess Kobe that's White. A shame. I was going to guess no, Kobe it's Lonzo's. It's Lonzo's birthday, man. That sucks. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Lonzo, man. We hope you can get back to the league I feel eventually bad. at one point. I hope you. I hope your career is not over. Because I really was a fan. I am actually a really big Lonzo Ball fan. I'm so glad the Knicks didn't, <laughs> didn't pay him. <laughs> this would have been the most Knicks thing ever if we signed Lonzo that season, man. Oh. That's well, we got to start with this game. I was all over Lon- Lonzo coming to the Knicks that season, man. There's uh, one right, massive fault. elephant in the room for this game. Because first time I've ever seen it, we had a players-only meeting. After one who? game. For who? The, the Bulls. Bulls. The Bulls had a really? players only no, meeting after one game. You're making this up. I swear no, to God. It actually happened. 
Billy Donovan walked out to the post-game press conference, and he's like, why are you out here so early? And they're like, yeah, the players were having a meeting, and they told me to get out. So they had a players-only no meeting way. after one game. And even Kaysen's talking about it in the comment section. It's 100% legit. They had a players-only meeting after one game. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've never seen that before in my life. Yo! Yo! <laughs> one game? Hey! This is going to lead to a discussion on if you back the team post uh, players only or if you fade them because this team is screwed. No, I kind of had just walked in there to talk to them, and they were talking, and I said, you know, do you guys need space? And they just said yes, so I walked out. <laughs> that was it. That was it. First thing you said. Yo! Players only meeting after one game. And I was talking about the Bulls blowing up this roster for a year and a half. It serves them right. And they extended Vucevic. The Levine and DeRozan are still there. I don't know what the hell they're doing. I think you got to fade them. And Toronto, oh, I will man. give a shout out to Toronto. I was wrong about them for every single game last year. First game, got them right. It's because Van Vliet's not there anymore. So Toronto's on my good side now. I'm taking Toronto. Chicago, as far as I'm concerned, is in pure free fall. I mean, that, that's embarrassing. A player's only meeting after one game. I got to you know take Toronto. So funny. That's crazy. You know, you know what's so funny is that it was, was it yes? No, it was Tuesday. No, it was yesterday. It was Wednesday. Not, well, that's not yesterday. That was Thursday. So I, either it way. was Wednesday. Anyway, so it was on one Wednesday, day this week. Yeah, one day this week, whatever it was, that I was watching for once the Pac McAfee show. And JJ Watt was up there and they asked him about players only meetings. And he was like, Oh yeah, if you have a players only meeting, your season's done. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he that was like, Your right. season's over. Yeah. He's like, I've never walked out of a players only meeting feeling like, Yeah, we got that. We're gonna go. <laughs> like he said, I've never had that reaction. Different sport, but man, that's a, it's just funny that that happened. And I just saw that clip earlier this week. To be fair to JJ Watt, he was on some really, really bad teams that I'm sure meetings wouldn't have mattered in. <laughs> to be fair, he was on some yeah. really bad teams, but. Yeah. The Bulls, I still I really can't believe the they kept it together. I wanted to take the Bulls today, man. You still can. I mean, don't get me wrong. You can make an argument that they actually show up for one game post-players-only meeting, yeah. but I still can't believe the core is together. I've been calling them to blow this team up for a year and a half, and they still yeah, have it no. together. Once, the, once Lonzo, Lonzo was really the thing that made everybody work. Like, those are a bunch of guys without Lonzo, and Lonzo kind of gels them all together offensively. Because he's like, one guy on the court who doesn't always look to shoot the basketball. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's like really perfect. It. <laughs> it's perfect. And yeah, that's the brutal part. And that's why I thought Kobe, so that's why I was on Kobe White's assist. And I talked to you, I think I talked to you about that. I was on Kobe yeah. White's assist. And, you know, it was at four and a half. He finished with eight. I was really nervous in the beginning. I don't think he had like maybe zero or one in the first half, but went on a run in the second half. The Bulls and got it's because he got, he got his in the second half. Yeah. And so is, and it's like, yo. Because somebody's got to somebody's got to spread the ball to these guys. Somebody has to have a point guard mindset, and Kobe White could do that. So I'll be on Kobe White's assist again in this game. But, uh, bro, I don't know. Toronto dumped the Gatorade after the first game of the season. I kind of like it. Brand new coach, screw it. They got rid of Van Vliet. They're just happy to win games. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't, I don't I know, man. They dump they dump Gatorade. Oh, after it's incredibly the first soft. But at least dumping Gator on the I mean, it is means, his first win, and you yeah. celebrate the first win. But like, it was like there was there was definitely a like a huge like what what is it cooler of water that was dumped oh, on him. You didn't, like, you didn't enjoy the videos of uh, Scotty Barnes in the club after the uh, first game, just dancing on the dance floor in the club after winning <laughs> the regular season that. opener. I'll tell that. you what, you can argue that both thing both actions by each team are soft. But at least the Gatorade dumping, those players actually like being on the same team as e with each other. I can't say the same about the Bulls. There's some chemistry with Toronto, but I think it's more just the spot. I can't lay two and a half with a team that has a players-only meeting after one game. We're in unprecedented like territory. I'll lean Toronto. At least they look like they enjoy playing basketball with each other. That's enough for me. I'll take Toronto with plus money. I wish I could bet a tie. All right, I'll take Toronto plus. Well, you can bet a tie. There's a three-way money line. You can just bet the tie. You can bet the game to go to <laughs> okay. overtime if you wanted to. Maybe, maybe, maybe. It would be that would be pretty Demar Derozan like to go to overtime. All right, 
Wow. I did not know that at all. That's really funny. I also want to give a shout out to Schroeder. He was very good in the opener. I want to give a shout out yep. to Schroeder. Yep, very much. Uh, 13 ad points is at plus 20. Well, he has to all be right. good. He left the Lakers, so now he's got to be good when he goes yeah. back. It's only right. It's yeah. only right. Everybody does it. All right. Houston Rockets on the road going to play the San Antonio Spurs. Rockets somehow in some look ahead somewhere at some point. We're laying one and a half here. And they're looking ahead to the offseason. looking ahead to the offseason already. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know at what even in the offseason before the season started, I, I wouldn't make this line minus one and a half Houston. But all right. It's minus three. Now, that's all that matters. 225 is total injury report for these two teams. And I'm looking at Jock Lando out. Tari Eason, you know, he's missing a few games. Victor Oladipo, uh, take your best he's bet when you've ever seen him again. Yeah. And Devontae Graham suspended. So. I, I didn't even realize Devontae Graham was on this team. Okay, sure. I forgot yeah. about that guy. <sighs> okay, so the Rockets are bad. We know that. Well, I took the I took the magic as my lock in the first episode, and oh yeah, we didn't even tell. We hit both our locks. We did. We hit both our locks. I'm really pissed. The Spurs money line and Trey assist didn't get there. Yeah. That was such garbage that I ended up only going one and two there. But the point is, the Rockets lost by thirty. We thought they would be bad to start the year with Udoka trying to change the culture. Even though we thought this was going to be a massive work in progress, did we underestimate somehow the progress? Because <laughs> they got buried in that game. They lost by 30. They're going to be bad. 30 to the Magic is kind of crazy. I mean, we don't, the Magic may be, like, solid this year, but, like, a team that's beating anybody by 30 and not let them score to 90 points? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> not scoring 90 is crazy. You score 86 in 2023. Like, yeah, that, that's bad. It's, it's really insane. Like It's actually really, really insane. And then it's not like you didn't score and they didn't score. No, they kept scoring. You just couldn't score. Yeah, pretty it's much. Pretty, pretty crazy. And Orlando uh, emptied the bench in the fourth quarter. Did he really? I didn't watch that fourth quarter. He really? He uh, ended, Orlando he was up 30. So, yeah, of course they emptied the bench. You look at Orlando's game log. They played like all 12 guys. <laughs> Everybody played. Yeah, bro. I'm going Spurs. <laughs> I'm, going I'm going Spurs, Spurs. too. They just, burned yeah. me. They, sh- they probably should have beaten Dallas and they fell apart down the stretch. But when Minyama was in foul trouble, he finished with 15. He really wasn't that great in the game, but he was in foul trouble the entire way through. I thought Vassell looked good. Keldon Johnson what? was fine. You thought? You thought? I- I- I'm, be- I'm being, yeah, I'm being a little you bit. Thought- uh, he looked amazing. He was great. He was very, very he good. Was yeah, he was great. The good. only thing he couldn't he do was hit from the outside. He, yeah, was, he was very good. Oh, and I tweeted. And I tweeted, and I said, if Wemby breaks Vassell, I'm going to be so pissed. Devin Vassell, unbroken. He's back, baby. We can keep betting Devin Vassell overs. So yes. the one guy who was objectively <laughs> oh, awful on San Antonio in the first game was Branham. Branham was terrible. But I thought everybody oh, yeah. else was fine. So I think San Antonio, and the one thing I do like about Wemby, which goes with your Vassell angle, Wemby's not a ball hog. He's actually willing to defer, which is kind of refreshing. I think he's going to let his teammates cook a little bit. I'll take San Antonio at home. They should have beaten Dallas, and I do think, once again, it took a Luka Masterclass game, a 30-point triple-double to beat them. I'll go with San Antonio. Houston's going to be bad. Yeah, I just think that Greg Pop can po- coach his bo- – excuse me. Greg Pop can coach his guys better than Ime Doka can coach these guys. Not saying that Ime is a bad coach, but I think that there is a disparity in terms of the players that he have. There's a lot of young guys – maybe a little stubborn and trying to adjust to email. Whereas I think all these guys are bought into pop. So yeah, let's go with Spurs here. All right. Let me see. I do believe I have some nuggets on a prop market for this game. We've got Sohan's got 12 and 14 versus the Rockets van fleet 27, 33, 26 and 14 in the last four. And Sangoon, Shangoon rebounds 11, 4, 10, and 14. I actually really like Shangoon rebounds prop today. I think he can I think he can give him some fits. Uh, other than that, let's move on. <laughs> this is a day of revenge games. Brooklyn Nets traveling to Dallas, play the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks are laying six at home. 231 is the total injury report here. And we have for Brooklyn, Nick Claxton is out. Wow. It's a big I deal. Actually, it's a big yeah, deal. that's a really big deal. 
and nothing for the Dallas Mavericks. Six is a lot, but hey, man, I understand it. Dallas is also a team that's not good as a home favorite. No, or was that always, just last always year? based on last year? Now Kyrie yeah, okay. was not that very good in the opener. He had a big three late in the fourth, but he really wasn't doing much for the first three quarters. Luca kills the Nets every time they play. They just can't guard him. Yeah, he does. I have that written down. I have that written down. He gives them buckets. And if Kyrie goes off too, like, and no, no, Claxton really is brutal. Like, that is. I don't think I mean, Sharp, Sharp is cool. Sharp is cool, but he's not defensively. He's not giving you what Claxton. But we disagree because you think he's cool. I don't think Sharp's any good. So. Oh, okay. At least from what I've seen. And I root, once again, I root for North Carolina. So that's a North Carolina guy, but I don't think he's very good. I guess the question is can the Mavericks get enough stops to actually win by margin? That's the only question. The Nets offensively were okay with uh, Cam Johnson went crazy again. Cam Thomas, I mean, went crazy. Johnson was fine. Bridges was okay. Dimwitty, I'm still not a fan of. But you're just looking at the Mavericks at home without Claxton helping out defensively. If Dallas scored 125, I really would not be shocked. I like the over in this game. Yeah, I was about to say, I like the over. With Dallas, I got to like blind overs. I want to give a shout out to Lively, though. He was really, really oh, good. Cool, yeah. And he and he was that pick and roll. Like he he fell into good. it. And it him good. and Luca on the pick and roll was solid. Like, yeah. oh yeah. He's good. Give me Dallas minus six. I am gonna take Cam Thomas points though, because this once again, this Nets team can't score. He's like their only source of offense. So they have to play him. But look, you lead the league in scoring with with off the bench in the entire league. He scored 36 points in 25 minutes. I'm taking your over. Like I, I can't take an under with Dallas's defense against Cam Thomas. He's a bucket. I can't go against Cam Thomas. All right. Who did you, so who are you taking for the game? Uh, for the game, I'm going to lean to Dallas. Oh. I, I think Dallas gets it done. I'm, I'm going to take the over. But missing Claxton, <clears throat> they can't guard anybody if Claxton's mm-hmm. not there. I'll give me the under in Ben Simmons points. Can't avoid hey, that. Yeah. End. We got, I have here, Dinwiddie has gone over 13 and a half and five of seven versus the Mavs. There's a revenge game there, technically. And Ben Simmons versus the Mavs. He has a, one steal in eight of 10 games, two and six and 10. So what I'll say is Ben didn't look terrible. He just can't score, but he no, didn't look he, terrible. He still fades away on every layup and he's not, he's afraid to go up because he doesn't want to get fouled. He looked fine because he had, I think it was 10 rebounds and nine assists, but every time he's near the lane with the ball, He's not looking to score. He's afraid of going to the foul line, so he shies away from contact every time. But Simmons has had less than five points in six of his last seven games. And Lively's a good rim protector, but it's mostly Ben Simmons being afraid to actually shoot the ball. It's even money at six and a half. I'll take the under. All right. Los Angeles Clippers on the road playing the Utah Jazz. Open up at four, now at four and a half. 227 and a half is the total. Uh, let's see here. Terrence Mann out. Nothing for the Jazz. We're only one game in. The Clippers better be healthy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, all right, sure. Uh, well, we called the Jazz game right against the Kings. I know. And we're kind of sad about it. Yeah. Jazz might actually be bad. I think they're going. The to Kings be bad. team is good. <sighs> this is annoying. Fine, give me the Clippers minus four. I'm not betting this. I'm not betting it either, but I think I'm going with the Clippers too. They look good in the opener. Now, I know it's at home, and the Trailblazers are really bad. We'll get to them in a second. Utah, if they're not going to be blindly amazing at home, there's not much to like about this team. So I'll go with the Clippers here. Did I have to say that I was on Kyrie Irving last game? I thought I mentioned it. Didn't I say I was on Kyrie Irving? Well, you said it was a game, but I don't know if you officially said what angle you wanted for Kyrie, but I think it was a game. Oh, yeah. Well, he had a bad game last game. Yeah, I'm on Kyrie. What? There's never a time where I'm not going to take Kyrie Irving. We're not taking the Mavs minus six, and we're going to say that Kyrie's going to suck against his former team. Like, like that's just Yeah, I thought I said that that Luka's going to go crazy, and then if Kyrie bounces back, too, I just don't think it's enough for Brooklyn to keep up with. Mm. Yeah. All right, but, yeah. I'm glad we could talk about Kyrie and not this game. Yeah, Clippers minus four and a half. I don't like it. Probably shouldn't bet it. Just leave those two teams. All right. <clears throat> Let's see here. Now, another revenge game. This was a revenge sleep. Go State Warriors on the road going to play the Sacramento Kings. Kings open up minus one and a half. Is that minus two and a half now? 
Wow, everybody's betting kings, it looks like. 238 is total. Mm, do we have any substantial news here? Yeah, we've got Draymond still out and Trey Lyle's out. You, you want to go first on this one? I actually don't. <laughs> because the kings are good, man. Yeah. The kings are good. Ah, so I think the only thing that I could question when I was watching Golden State is it did seem like at times when Chris Paul was on the floor with that starting unit that it looked weird. Maybe it's just because Chris Paul is in a Warriors jersey. But when Chris Paul was with the the second unit, Oh, they were clicking. <laughs> they were clicking. Hey, anybody or go to state's bench is liable to go over their points prop with Chris Paul playing in the game. Like, if you tell me that you're on somebody on Golden State's bench over, I'm gonna be like, you know what? I can see it because Chris Paul was getting everybody good looks. <sighs> I gotta I gotta take the Kings here. I mean, we saw how bad Golden State was on the road last year. They're one of the worst road teams in the league. I'm not saying that's going to officially carry over automatically, but they were not good on the road at all last year. Draymond's not playing. The series won seven in the playoffs, but the Kings, we know how good they are at home. I just think Draymond being out is massive for them in this game. I'll take, I'll blindly take Looney rebounds because Looney killed this yeah. team single-handedly last yep. year, but I just think Sacramento's got too much firepower. I'm looking around at the Warriors, and it's really the same story as last year. If Curry is going to have to do everything offensively, you know my thoughts on Clay. They're well documented. He was not very good in the opener either. Wiggins has gone back to being deferring to a third option, so he's kind of an afterthought at times offensively. And Chris Paul doesn't really score many points. He's a good facilitator, but he's not really a great scorer. I don't think the Warriors can keep pace with all of the scoring options the Kings have. That's really my problem, and it's in Sacramento. Like the bean. I'll take the Kings. This is their first home game. It's a first home game after losing to this team in seven last year <clears throat> at home. They got run out of their own building in, in game seven at home. It's a pretty good spot for the Kings. It, it is, but... <sighs> it kind of goes back to take Golden away State. from the opener. I don't want to take did you like what you saw from Golden State in the first game? Yeah, I thought they showed. Yeah, I thought they like I, it shows that they are now adapting to Chris Paul going like joining the team. They're just not going to keep trying to run the quick Golden State offense. Like, hey, sometimes they're playing fast when Chris Paul is in the game and it's the second unit. They're going to run, play out the half court a little bit more. Mm. And defense was still solid. Like defense was still solid. Yeah, book went off, but like. Book's going to go off anyway. Okay. I mean, yeah. Book. So, by the Man, way, Jake, I'm not, that road I'm not record was Looney so double, bad double. last year. Looney double double at plus 220 is actually a terrible price because Looney doesn't score the ball. I'd rather just take the rebounds. I'm not taking uh, double double. Looney can't score. I'd rather just take the rebounds in that one. Uh, okay. Maybe a ladder for rebounds. Yeah, give me going to state plus two and a half. I'm going to go to say plus two and a half. It, it feels, if, I don't know. I mean, everybody's taking the Kings, and this is nationally televised. This this could be the game where Golden State says, yeah, this is a different season. This ain't going to be like last season. You know, first road game. I kind of told myself I was going to back them on their first road game blindly. I just didn't know it was going to be the Kings in this spot. But I'll just stick with my guns and just take Golden State. But I think I have to lean to the under in this game. I know that, once again, it's early in the season and these teams play up tempo, but... 238 in the second regular season game, that's too high for me. If they're playing this game in the middle of like December, I would consider taking an over, but no, I, I can't take an over at 238. There's only mm. one high total, or maybe two that I could think of that actually went <clears> over. <throat> the Wizards-Pacers game, which was basically the Harlem Globetrotters, and you had the Sp uh, Spurs game against the Mavericks, which ended up going over, but a lot of games went under. Because you still got a feel-out process, and it's going to take some time. So I'm going to lean to the under in this game. Orlando Magic on the road, going to play Portland Trailblazers. Minus 2.5. Open up minus 3.5 is down to minus 2.5 for the Magic. 223.5 is the total. Portland got buried by the Clippers. But the Magic are laying 2.5 on the road. 
but if this is any indication of what happened with the Rockets, we should just be taking the Magic. I like the Magic personally. And the Magic are good. I'm not saying they're going to be like a full playoff team, but I think they're going to be a play-in team. I think they're solid. They're going to beat the bad teams. Yeah, they should beat the bad teams, and I think they're well-coached. That's an issue you have with Portland as well. Not only do you have all these new faces, and you have only one basketball with a lot of shoot-first guys, I still don't think Chauncey Billups can coach. I think he's objectively a bad basketball coach. Hmm. So I'm on Orlando. I, I think that... From what, from what I saw in the first game, they lost by 12 to the Clippers. Very misleading. They were down 30 in the third quarter. The Clippers stopped trying in the fourth quarter. So that's why the game got even somewhat respectable. They could have lost that game by 30. I'll take uh-huh. Orlando here. I just think they're the better team. West Coast. Orlando yeah, sure. Let's go with won. Orlando. Orlando yeah, sure. has Let's won each of the last two meetings in Portland. Really? Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, they really should. Like, they really should beat Portland. They really should. I'm just kind of nervous of seeing a minus number next to Orlando, but maybe that's something I just got to get used to seeing. Well, because they were not in the basement for like a decade. Now they're yeah. actually decent. Yeah. So maybe I just got to get used to that. All right. Orlando minus two and a half. I'm not locking that. Okay. Uh. That's all the games. Yeah, it is. I really don't have any props there either. Maybe I have something later, but I didn't get I didn't really look at any props in that one. I think right. Bunkero has a game. I don't think anyone in Portland can guard him. Okay. Lock dog and prop. Yeah, let's throw prop in there. We did it last time. Sure, why not? I went two and one. And that gives us that gives us a clear like winner and loser too on the yep. slate. Because I went two and one. So uh from a lock. Denver's really, really, Denver's really, really calling me. Um, Miami is interesting, too. Is there anybody else? Uh, Not really sold on Dallas all the way. All right, so it's between Denver and Miami. Yeah, sure, why not? Because if Denver doesn't cover, I can just be like, I told you so. Maybe. They really should bury Memphis. This Memphis really team doesn't look good. Yeah, give me Denver minus five and a half on the road. Denver, they really should bury. They, uh, am I going to regret? No, this is how Just I Just commit already. Easy. Yeah, I'm committed. I'm committed. So we'll take Denver minus five and a half. We're going to take Miami plus two seventy-five. We're going to take Miami plus two eight seventy-five for my dog. That way, I still get in on both of those games. And for my prop, let's go with... Do I stay in the Denver game with MPJ? Uh... Well, he had the rebounds. You can go back to MPJ rebounds if you want it. What's his his rebounds prop at? Well, his double-double is now at like 360. So you lost a lot compared to the 10-to-1 that we saw previously. I mean, hey. It's cool. It's all right. Let's see here. I have a rebounds prop for MPJ at six and a half. What? It's gone over that in every game, but one. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's go with it again. MPJ rebounds over six and a half. That's my prop. Scott, over to you. All right. Uh, so for my lock, I think I'm going to actually go back to it. I'm going to take the Kings minus two and a half against the Warriors. I think it's a great spot, just simply put. It's a chance to get revenge against the team that beat you at home in the playoffs last year in Game 7. Golden State's without Draymond, so defensively they're going to be shot. I really wasn't overly impressed by Golden State in the opener. I know that they hung around because of the third quarter, but this team offensively just doesn't have enough options for me. I think that it's the same story as last year, and I'm not relying on post-prime Chris Paul to be a serious spark plug with this team. The Kings are going to make Draymond and this, I mean, are going to make Chris Paul and this older core run to play defense. Like, I don't think it's a good matchup for them. The Kings are just a younger version. You can make an argument of this team. I'll go with the Kings minus two and a half at home. I think it's a good spot. I'll go with them as my lock. For my dog, I think I have to go to a player prop in this one because a lot of the dogs that I liked and a lot of dogs on the card were very, very cheap 
are very, very short. So I do think I have to kind of look at a different angle uh, for an actual uh, dog that has a lot of value to it. So I think I'm going to go with a double-double prop. I'm going to go with Zubak. I'm going to take Zubak double-double against Utah, and I can find that at plus 255. Uh, he's been good against the Jazz in his career. He's had a double-double in two of the last three meetings. He had a double-double in the first game. He punked Aiton. He kicked Aiton's ass the entire first game. I think Zubak's solid, simply put. I think he's one of those centers that people kind of forget about, but he's actually solid. And I know that Walker Kessler is a good defensive center, but honestly, with the amount of pick and rolls that every team runs now, I'm not even sure how much it matters because usually you switch every pick and roll anyway. The Jazz are a bad defensive team. They they could have given up 140 to Sacramento in the opener if the Kings kept trying in the fourth quarter. But I do think Zubak double-double at around plus 255 when he's had one in two of the last three meetings is a very good deal. I'll take Zubak double-double at plus 255. And for my prop... You know what? I'll go for it for the memes. Give me Ben Simmons under six and a half points at even money. <laughs> I'll do it. He's going under in five of six. I can't ignore it. He's afraid to look at the rim. And Lyon right. is a good rim protector. So give me Ben Simmons under six and a half points. All righty, Scott. Anything else to repeat before we get up out of here? No. Fun 11-game slate. Let's uh, sweep the board. Yep, let's do it. Four to 45 people that are watching the stream live with us at youtube.com slash NBA Gambling Podcast, 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Make sure you like the video on the way out. And for the people that join in YouTube after we are all said and done, make sure you like the video, like, comment, subscribe. Actually, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, all of that if you haven't. And for everybody that's catching us via podcast, five-star review come on you guys know what to do i haven't seen the reviews come in you guys should send some more of those in so we can talk about those on air other than that i have nothing else to say nothing to do no other way of ending podcast just gonna end like this we are out of here Ba-da-ba-da-da.